Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 530 at WCBS. More than just the headlines. This is New York's News Radio. WCBS News Radio 880. Asbestos was, in fact, in the casing around the steam pipe that exploded in the Flatiron District today. That announcement from Mayor de Blasio heard live here on WCBS. If you were in the area where the blast occurred, the city wants your clothes for examination. Now the cleanup begins in 49 buildings affected. 28 sit in that hot zone, the most severely impacted area. The mayor says one-time exposure to asbestos is okay Five people did suffer minor injuries. In sports, Kevin Kisner has a one-shot lead after the first round of the British Open. Yanks and Mets are still off for the All-Star break. 79 degrees in the sunshine in New York on Thursday, July 19th. Good afternoon. I'm Steve Scott. I'm Mac Rosenberg at 531 on WCBS. The afternoon roundup starts now. Morning commute turned into a nightmare today in the Flatiron District. At 21st Street and 5th Avenue, a steam pipe exploded. We now know there was asbestos in the pipe casings where that explosion occurred. Let's go to the scene now. Our Mike Smeltz has been there throughout the day. Uh, Michael, we know uh, there was asbestos now. What's the cleanup process going to be like there? This is going to be a meticulous process. I mean, crews are going to have to go building to building, checking each and every floor to make sure there has not been any exposure to this asbestos. This is a highly populated area, a mix of businesses on the ground floor and offices and apartments on the floors above. Overall, crews are looking at 49 buildings. Um, If there is exposure inside one of these buildings, let's say an apartment, that person would have to hand over their clothes and have them checked and cleaned by officials. Um, We're told this will take days, possibly till Sunday. And while all of this is going on, no one will be allowed back into their building. Mike, briefly, before we let you go, you were with Mayor de Blasio today. He described the size of the hole in the ground there. Tell us about that. We're told it's 15 feet by 20 feet. That is, that issue, almost you could tell they had not even thought about it uh, because uh, I asked them specifically, what are they going to do about the crater in the middle of Fifth Avenue? And he had to look around and ask a couple of officials because they're so focused on the cleanup and cleaning up the asbestos, they haven't even really thought about filling in that crater, which, again, is going to take even more time. It's not going to be normal back in the area of the Flatiron District for quite a while. WCBS reporter Mike Smeltz from the Flatiron District. And we continue to follow the traffic mess in the Flatiron uh, this early evening. Back up to Chopper 880, Tom Kaminsky. All right, uh, Steve. Well, you know, for the first time in the past 11 hours, uh, there is no steam coming out of uh, the pit of that crater, and we can actually look down into it, and we've just done that. Uh, we can see a tangle of pipes, a portion of a manhole entrance, and the chunks of concrete as wide as a, as a car. Uh, and uh, that uh, crater is at least 20 feet square, uh, right in the middle of Fifth Avenue. Uh, there are a couple of vehicles, one that was parked right next to it. Had that vehicle uh, been parked another, uh, another five feet uh, farther up Fifth Avenue, it would have been obliterated. Uh, but it is still sitting there at the edge of that crater. So now there are uh, several uh, Con Ed crews and police crews uh, uh, completely in, uh, in, in, in full 
gear, uh, full uh, hazmat gear, uh, hazmat suits and uh, helmets. They are in that uh, vicinity. They have not gone anywhere near that crater yet, but this is the first opportunity that they'll have to do that. So again, as Mike Smeltz mentioned, uh, Fifth Avenue is going to be shut here for quite a while. We have everything closed from 34th Street right down through 19th Street. The cross streets from 23rd, uh, or I should say from 22nd Street down through 19th Street, they are still shut down uh, for at least a portion of them. Uh, and uh, the subway service is running, but uh, trains uh, slowing down in that area of 23rd Street. We're live over Midtown. I'm Tom Kaminsky, Shopper 880. All right, Tom, we'll check back in with you at 538. It's 534 on the Afternoon Roundup. Two NYPD officers face investigation by the department for their roles in connection with the chokehold death of Eric Garner on Staten Island four years ago. WCBS reporter Rich Lamb has been following this story. Rich, can you explain how this investigation started? Well, you'll remember on July 17, 2014, officers approached uh, Eric Garner on a Staten Island street for selling loose cigarettes. When Garner objected to being stopped and refused to be handcuffed, Officer Daniel Pantaleo applied what appeared to be a chokehold to take him down. Garner repeated, I can't breathe, at least 11 times before collapsing and dying later that day. A Staten Island grand jury chose not to indict any of the officers involved in the case, and the federal government asked the NYPD to pause its internal investigation and the disciplinary process until the DOJ decided whether to file federal civil rights charges. Four years later, the federal government has still not made a decision and prodded by the NYPD has finally given the green light for the department to do its disciplinary procedures. So, Rich, tell us about these procedures and and what could happen to Officer Daniel Pantaleo and Sergeant Kitty Adonis if they are, for lack of a better term, found accountable here. Well, Officer Pantaleo is being charged with using a chokehold, which is specifically banned by the NYPD, and Sergeant Adonis Uh, who is also at the scene, is being charged with failure to supervise. Both could lose their jobs. That's WCBS reporter Rich Lamb from City Hall. 5.36 on the afternoon roundup. 5.38. Let's update traffic and weather together every 10 minutes on the 8th. Back up to Chopper 880, Tom Kaminsky. Right, Steve, let's go back over to the big, big problem in New Jersey on Route 78. We had a westbound collision early this afternoon at exit 43 in Berkeley Heights uh, with the dump truck and a uh, car involved. A full police investigation there. So that westbound side has been shut for well over an hour. Westbound delays go right back to the Garden State Parkway, just about a 10-mile delay. The eastbound side now has everything closed down, with the exception of the right shoulder. Uh, We have police activity. We also had uh, a large chunk of the center divider taken out. So those eastbound delays now just about 10 miles as well. Uh, or very close to it from just about the area of exit 36 in Warren Township, Route 22. A lot of alternate volume there as well, uh, but at least everything is open. Now, the Garden State Parkway northbound is loaded up from uh, the area of 135 and Clark up through 140 in Union. A collision involving two motorcycles there. Uh, the, again, those northbound delays from 135 southbound, very heavy from the Essex tolls. Uh, we've had heavy volume at the outbound Lincoln and Holland, 45 to 60 minutes apiece. The inbound side of the Lincoln, a solid 45 minute delay there. The inbound Holland at at least a half hour, and the inbound GWB, we had a collision on the upper level. That is still being worked on, so it's at least a half hour inbound side of the GWB. All the outbound approach is a mess. The west side, 12th Avenue, east side from the 20s. I'm Tom Kaminsky, Chopper 880. Check of the forecast here. It's going to be clear tonight. Low in the upper 60s in New York. It'll be 
near 60 in the suburbs. Tomorrow, Friday, mainly sunny and comfortable warm again, a high in the mid to upper 80s in some spots. Tomorrow night, Friday night, it'll be fair and mild, low 65 to 70. Yeah, wouldn't you know the rain in the forecast comes this weekend. Right now, Wisconsin was 79, the Rochelle has 80, and we have 79 degrees in New York City. WCBS News Time 540. CBS News updates. Another apparent White House reversal of opinion today about our relationship with Russia. CBS News correspondent Bill Rakoff reports from Washington. When asked directly yesterday if the administration was considering allowing Russians to question U.S. citizens about illegal activity, Press Secretary Sarah Sanders would only say that the idea was under consideration. Now, a stronger written statement from Sanders says that while the proposal from Vladimir Putin was made in sincerity, President Trump disagrees with the idea. Legislation introduced today aimed at curbing the Russian enthusiasm for interfering in the American election process, Democratic Senator Steny Hoyer. Congress must, it should, the American people expect us to adopt a bipartisan and unambiguous strategy to counter Russia's destabilizing activity. President Trump asking National Security Advisor John Bolton to invite Vladimir Putin to Washington this fall. CBS News Update, I'm Jim Taylor. 541 on the afternoon roundup. Add us to your flash briefing or ask your smart speaker to play WCBS 880. At 542, time to check sports first and Rich Ackerman. And gentlemen, it's brought to you by Orkin Pest Control. Carmelo Anthony on the move again, reportedly dealt by the Thunder along with a protected first-round pick in 2020 to the Hawks for Dennis Schroeder and Mike Muscala and will then be waived, so he will become a free agent. And according to reports, the possible destination is teaming up with Chris Paul and company in Houston. Of course, Paul and Anthony, longtime friends. Another deal took place today in baseball as the Indians acquired all-star reliever Brad Hand from the Padres in exchange for a top prospect. Only one game to in the majors, and that's the Cardinals and Cubs at Wrigley Field, the start of a five-game series, while the Yankees and Mets will open the second half tomorrow when they meet the st- at the stadium in the latest round of the Subway Series. WNBA tonight, the Liberty are on the road in Atlanta. Kevin Kisner, your leader after one round of the British Open at five under par. Three golfers are one shot back, including American Tony Finau, while defending champ Jordan Spieth had a rough time on the final four holes, finishing four over on those. He is one over for the tournament, along with U.S. Open champ Brooks Kepka Tiger Woods at even par. Rory McIlroy is at 200. Sports first at 12 and 42 past every hour. I'm Rich Ackerman. You're never more than 15 minutes from the big stories on WCBS. I'm Mac Rosenberg. I'm Steve Scott. With three things to know at 5:45. One, asbestos was found in the casing of the steel pipe that exploded this morning in the Flatiron District. Two, 28 buildings are in the hot zone, which is the most severely impacted area. Total of 49 buildings have been evacuated. And number three. Our WCBS colleague Sean Adams was among the first journalists on the scene this morning. He's been there on Fifth Avenue throughout the day. And, Sean, you were doused with whatever this gunk was that was falling from the sky. Describe it for us. Well, you know, it was uh, it was strange because uh, because the, 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 the force of uh, this... Um, Explosion, you know, it just launched everything up, up, up into into the sky. Uh, it was going straight up; nothing was coming down, or so we thought. So I was very close. I was by Rescue One. Uh, Rescue One was there in case there, there were any injuries and people needed to uh, be, uh, you know, saved. And uh, then the the wind shifted, and the that dark, 
ominous uh, column of uh, vapor started to move in our direction and as it did i was i was reporting live uh, on the radio and so i was looking at what i was describing and then i started to feel on my the back of my neck uh, moisture droplets so i said well that makes sense you know it's it's steam it's condensation coming back down but then when um, i looked down i was covered it was almost like uh, it, it kind of resembled uh, it was brown in color but it had like the feel almost of ash but it was also very gritty and uh, you know i started to get some of it in my mouth and, and you know in the eyes and once i realized that you know my equipment everything was uh, being encrusted in this uh, material I just I grabbed everything and pulled back and retreated because you know uh, after uh, surviving the collapse of the World Trade Center I you know I, I have no interest in being exposed to anything like that ever again so I knew that this material is not going to be good it is a high probability of asbestos and so I uh, pulled back a few blocks. Now you had to go through the decontamination process. Describe that for us. So the fire department, I mean, they, they, they're they ready for this. They have units that this is what they do. And uh, obviously after September 11th, uh, they don't take any chances when it comes to hazardous materials. So they uh, erect a, a mobile uh, shower unit, basically. They have a, a red tent uh, and there are showers inside. But first, uh, the, the firefighters uh, lined up. I lined up with them. So uh, first, uh, they make a uh, stand in a basin of water, sit on a stool, Firefighters in full uh, gear with respirators on. They have uh, uh, brushes with long handles. They scrub the boots, rinse them off with a little hose, hose down the clothing. Then you strip off the clothing, put the clothing in a plastic bag. Uh, That clothing will just be thrown away. And then uh, you go into the the tent, you shower, you rinse off the best you can. You come out the other side. uh, A a medic is there to uh, check your vital signs, make sure that, uh, you know, your, your pulse rate is okay. Uh, and then they, they they gave me a paper suit and uh, you know my personal belongings in a, a bag and then uh, uh, I, I drip dried and walked back to my vehicle. You mentioned the paper suit. Describe the attire that you're wearing right now. <laughs> well, it's it's like one of those things you'd get at Home Depot. Let's say if you were going to be removing asbestos or uh, you know uh, doing some uh, you know uh, work with uh, fiberglass insulation. It's just one of those paper suits that it's a jumpsuit. Uh, little booties and you zip it up and uh, uh, I don't stand out too too much in New York City. All right, thanks, Sean. Sean Adams on Fifth Avenue for us. Traffic and weather together up to the chopper 880 and Tom Kaminsky. All right, Mac, we go back on over to the uh, to both ways on Route 78. We are still jammed there for at least 10 miles on the westbound side and at least 6 miles uh, on the uh, eastbound side uh, with this collision at exit 43 in Berkeley Heights. Full police investigation there. Route 22 jammed with alternate tra- traffic. Lynn, among other folks, have been checking in on the westbound side of Route 22 from Springfield all the way out through Summit, but at least all the travel lanes are open. Use by the traffic Type, you call the Mavis Discount Tire traffic tip line 212-975-8888. Outbound side Lincoln and Holland, well over an hour. The inbound side, upper level GWB uh, collision still being worked on there. I'm Tom Kaminsky, Chopper 880. Sponsored by Walgreens this summer. Walgreens has you covered with trusted essentials you need at a great value. Stop by today for summer care no matter where. Walgreens trusted since 1901. Craig Allen, how long is this summer comfort going to last us? Tomorrow. 
And that's about it. Now, we'll get through most of Saturday, and uh, even Saturday should be okay. But by Saturday evening, Saturday night, there will be some changes here with uh, showers and possible thunderstorms getting in by evening. And then once it gets started, unfortunately, we've got a prolonged period of unsettled weather. And by that, I mean warmth, humidity, showers, and thunderstorms. They could pop up any place, any time. But not tonight. Tonight's clear. Upper 60s tomorrow. 80 to 85, a nice day coming up again tomorrow. Saturday, 80 or so as the sun gives way to clouds. And as I said, by the end of the day, we could be dealing with our first showers and thunderstorms. Some heavy rain possible Saturday night into Sunday morning. Sunday, mostly cloudy and humid. Highs near 80 with showers and possible thunderstorms. Hit, miss, scattered all around the area. Same thing for Monday. 79 degrees now, humidity 43%. I'm Craig Allen in the WCBS Weather Center. At 551. The mayor made the announcement this afternoon after the steam pipe explosion here in Manhattan. There was asbestos in the steam line casing. That's obviously a a real concern to us. So we've confirmed the presence of asbestos. ER doctor Eric Eiding at Mount Sinai downtown. Doctor, what's your advice for anyone who may have been in the area today? You know, it really depends on what kind of exposure you had. Um, if you're worried that you maybe got asbestos on your clothes, uh, uh, you know, it, it's important to try and get out of those clothes as quickly as possible. Um, but the, the, the patients that we really need to be concerned about are somebody who potentially inhaled asbestos. Um, you, you, you will recall that on 9-11, like, you know, a lot of the respiratory injuries um, that happened to some of the first responders were related to asbestos. Um, so anybody who is concerned that they inhaled it or they're experiencing pain in their chest or shortness of breath should really come to the emergency room and get evaluated. Doctor, how would you know if or would you know if you uh, inhaled asbestos and what are the potential health hazards? Yeah, I mean, you would probably know because you would have been in the area right around when the incident happened, um, and you can probably, you know, sense that that you were breathing in something, um, or throughout the day you would be experiencing symptoms like uh, pain in your chest or, or shortness of breath, um, and and so those really are the, are the most concerning things. Asbestos is something that can lead to some short-term and long-term injuries, and usually small exposures are are not a big deal, um, but but still usually a good reason to come and get evaluated and we can help sort of triage and determine if there's anything further that needs to be done if there was a potential inhalation. Dr. Mayor de Blasio says the air is safe to breathe in that area. Are you comfortable with that? I'll tell you this. Um, we do a lot, um, and the city does a lot, in terms of being able to assess the environment. Um, if there were any kind of concern in terms of the air quality, um, we would be putting out alerts, and we would be expecting the mayor's office uh, uh, um, to be informing people that they need to go and, and get evaluated. Um, after all of the respiratory elements we saw with 9-11, I think that the mayor's office is very vigilant about making sure that, that um, you know areas are safe and not declaring them safe until they are. Um, so anybody who's walking by that area, I think that they're, they're in the clear. The people who we really need to be concerned about were people who were in the area right around when, when that steam pipe burst. That's ER Dr. Eric Eiding at Mount Sinai downtown. Thank you. Traffic and weather together is sponsored by Subway Chopper 880. Tom Kaminsky. Let's start first off on 78. We still have everything shut on the westbound side at exit 43 in Berkeley Heights with that collision and police investigation. Eastbound side, only the shoulder getting by, so we've had delays uh, over at least 10 miles on the westbound side, eastbound side for about a six-mile stretch, Route 22. That's your alternate around at New Jersey Turnpike. Southbound truck lanes approaching Interchange 8A. Collision still being worked. 
parked on there. I'm Tom Kaminsky in Chopper 880. Here's Craig with the forecast. And we have a clear sky with lows tonight in the upper 60s around the city, near 60 for the suburbs. That's comfortable enough. Then tomorrow, another decent day, very much like today, in fact. 80 to 85 on Saturday, though. Clouds will take over later. Showers possible before the end of the day and rain at night. This is WCBS, WCBS HD, and WCBS-FM HD2, New York. A steam pipe explosion spewed asbestos into the Flatiron District, forcing the evacuation of 49 buildings. People who live and work in most of those buildings won't be able to get in before Saturday as inspections and cleanups are done. The city also wants people to turn over any clothing contaminated with dust and debris from the blast. A shark did attack off Fire Island. Two children were bitten yesterday. Union City will pay for funerals for five children killed in a fire. In sports, Carmelo Anthony traded to the Atlanta Hawks. Sunshine and 78 degrees in New York on Thursday, July 19th. Good afternoon. I'm Steve Scott. And I'm Mac Rosenberg. CBS News covers the world on your radio next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.